Hello and welcome to the Travel Agent Interview. I am your host, Megan Chapa, and I am privileged today to have Adam Weiler on the line with me. Welcome, Adam. Welcome. Hi, everyone. Adam, before we get started with the formal interview questions, we'd like to talk about gadgets or items that we like to have with us when we travel. And this week I made the suggestion that we talk about a gadget that I'm really excited about because I just backed it on Kickstarter. And it is what they are claiming to be the world's best travel jacket. What are your thoughts on this, Adam? When you first saw it, what did you think? I was, I was, I'm like, oh my goodness, this is absolutely the greatest thing. In, in I, 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 I could understand where you were coming from. Absolutely. I, I just can't believe all of the features that this jacket offers. Yeah, and the thing is, it doesn't look bulky. Like, it has 25 features, including eye mask, neck pillow that inflates in like two seconds or something, the ear pods, passport pocket, phone pocket, telescopic pen, airport pocket. I mean, just on and on and on and on. A place to put it, like a 10-inch tablet. It has gloves built in, a pocket for a water bottle, like a collapsible one. And it has a travel blanket, like a lap blanket in it. What else? Hand-warming pockets. A bottle opener somewhere, a retractable keychain, pencil pocket, yeah, and a whistle. Oh gosh, <laughs> I hope my kids don't ever find that whistle. Uh, and and like a bazillion more things. So and a secret pocket. It says, "Ooh la la." <laughs> um, all that to say, oh, it has a footrest. I forgot about that. They have a footrest from the airplane. Yeah. So this jacket, I have two on order. Um, the campaign closes in twenty-two days. But I mean, they're they're like three million dollars already. Um, I, I think that they're going to do fine. Uh, yeah. But I ordered one for myself and one for my husband because we have all these. You know, you carry kid crap when you have kids through the airport. Yeah. And if all of my stuff can be on my body, then yeah. I, all my kid stuff can be in the backpack or the messenger bag or whatever it is. So so yeah, I, I'm excited for this, and I wish it was going to be ready for. My trip to Vegas, even though, you know, the jacket would maybe the vest option would be a better, better model for heading to Vegas, but still, um, I wish it was ready already. Um, yeah. So anyway, I, we don't need to talk too much more about this, but I'm going to put a link to it in the show notes because the jacket looks incredible and it comes in four styles, uh, for ladies and men. And, um, yeah, I'm pumped for it. We're going to, I'm going to see if I can get them on the program because people need to know about this thing. Enough about that, Adam. Let us talk about you. Would you be sure. willing to tell us a little bit about yourself and your history in the travel industry? Absolutely. Um, I've been in the hospitality industry for for about 20 years. I, I started with the uh, Hilton Corporation making reservations for them, and mm-hmm. then I, I moved, moved a little bit uh, for a few years to the Houston area and got actually into hotel operation and then uh, decided to come um, come back to Central Florida and um, and uh, started with the you know, Walt Disney Corporation and got into their reservation department there mm-hmm. and uh, and then I went to working for um, the the almond uh, resort folks who owned at the time hotels in Barbados and St. Lucia. And right around this time, I started thinking, you know, I, I've been in this industry long enough. I, I probably could, could do a, a great job selling travel myself. 
Yes, um, and more customized. You know, absolutely. Um, went back to working for um, for for Disney again, and what was it? Four years ago, I I I went out and 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 started my own travel agency, and here we are. That's exciting. So, I mean, I tell people the travel industry is great. You don't meet unhappy people in the travel industry, and you're proof of that. You've been in it a long, long time, and it motivated you to do even more, and here we are. This is good. Yes, yes. So, Adam, we're going to talk about today rail travel. Would you tell us a little bit about um, the the most recent trip that you – because you have a lot of friends that do rail travel, and you are you have an exciting most recent trip that you booked. And Absolutely. Uh, I'd love to hear yeah. about that. Absolutely. This was um, – on the, the the west side over in um in Canada using uh a, a Canadian ro- um mountaineer a uh a Rocky Mountaineer up, up there and uh we ended up it started it was gonna be a, a two or three day rail trip and then it just kept progressing. Seems like every day they were like, Well, what if we stay two nights here and what if we <laughs> go ahead and continue on and turned out ending up being almost a week long trip. That's great. I mean, while you're there, right, you should do it. Absolutely. A- absolutely. So mm-hmm. it, it, it's going to be a very exciting trip. They're going to do do everything deluxe and they're going to come in for a couple of, of nights before. And, and then they're going to stay um, over at the airport at the, um, you know, a, a day before it, 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 it just kept expanding and expanding. It was, it was pretty exciting. Now, where does it start and where does it disembark? It's going to, it's starting in, in Vancouver and they'll, uh, they'll take the train from Vancouver over to, um, Kamloops mm-hmm. and then um, they'll stay in a hotel overnight in Kamloops, and then the following day they'll take the train from Kamloops over to Banff. Oh yes, it's beautiful. Yes, and from Banff they'll be there for a couple of days, and then um, they'll they'll take the the flight back from from Calgary. So can you describe the train situation? Uh, we're going to have a second part of this episode where we talk about some train lines in Africa, South Africa, and Peru. Yes. And also yes. in Australia. And so we, we've had, well, there'll be really good descriptions coming up of those cars and what it's like on the rail experience there. Would you give us a description of this Rocky Mountain, sorry, Rocky Mountaineer train system? Absolutely. They, they have, um, you know, obviously they, they have, uh, cabins for folks usually on, on these trains that they, uh, they don't offer, um, sleeping cabins because they don't, they're not over, overnight trips. Mm-hmm. So they do have for those who pay for, um, the gold lead service, um, dining cars. Now, if you, if you take the basic silver leaf, then that means that you're going to dine. O- in, you know, in your particular accommodation that, that you have, you don't, you don't have, you know, sleeping accommodations, but you almost, you almost get sort of like a, a, a mini, 
a space there on on the actual cars them, themselves, mm-hmm. and then you dine in your your specific um, section. That that's where you, the food is brought to you. When you're on the Gold Leaf, you have your own dining car that you that you go to, and it and it and it's considered to be um, four diamond experience as far as in that dining car is concerned. It's a, I believe it's a it's it's a four course meal. Wow, that sounds pretty fancy. Yes, it is. So, so without giving your clients names away, would you? Give us some demographic information about uh, kind of who they are and who this trip might appeal to. Absolutely. Um, uh, I would definitely say for the gold leaf, it is it is definitely on the on the deluxe side. So it's going to be folks who are who are are accustomed to staying in in um, five diamond type uh, type hotel situations. Mm-hmm. Silverleaf is 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 certainly not on the same pricing. I'd, I'd say that the the cost difference per day for um for a couple is probably about three hundred dollars less for the for the silverleaf. So it's 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 a little bit more affordable, but um and still excellent service. Absolutely, absolutely. But you'll be dining in your car or in your cabin area correct that is that's the primary difference um you get one meal on the train they drop you off at your destination early enough so that um you're expected to go uh get dinner in the town that that you you get to gotcha so it's so can you describe a day on the rocky mountaineer absolutely so the the uh the journey starts right up approximately around around eight thirty nine o'clock in the morning, and uh, you're you're traveling as 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 I uh, said about until about seven o'clock in the evening. So it's a, it's about eleven to twelve hours of of actual transport time on the train. Mm-hmm. Lunch is going to be served right around one or two o'clock and there's plenty of observation cars throughout the train where you can go and kind of just watch everything surrounding you as, as the train, as the train goes on. Can you prearrange excursions when they get to the port or is it the kind of thing where you Yes, you can. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. You can prearrange for any kind of, of special excursions. Um, in in this particular in, instance, for example, in in Banff, there is a special um, hotel that everybody likes to go visit. It's like a hotel that's about a about um, about 150 years old. So so folks like to visit the hotel, spend time in the hotel, and then stay in the the other hotel because it's 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 more modern. You, you can actually stay in that 150 year old hotel, but it's not as modern as, as one folks like to stay in. So, so for example, that, that is, is something that everybody likes to do in, in band. Do you, or, and do you have to buy consistent, like you're traveling this day, you're traveling this day, you're traveling this day, or you can, can you say like, I want to take this trip, take two days off in this city and then get on the next, you know, like- you can 
absolutely How go much ahead. How flexibility is there? Yes, there is great flexibility with with that. You you do not have to just okay. So you're you're staying overnight in the hotel, get back on the train the next day. There is tremendous flexibility as far as as far as the train is concerned. You just have to keep in mind that that to get to the next destination, there isn't necessarily a train that that leaves the next day. Okay. So you have to kind of be aware as you're figuring out exactly what you want to do for your itinerary, exactly what days at each particular station the train the next train leaves at it. Yeah. Which is a good reason to call a travel agent so that you don't have exactly. to deal with that headache. <laughs> Exactly. Are your clients going to stay in the hot springs in Banff? They are not. Oh, man, it looks good. <laughs> it sounds good to me. You're asking a lot of great questions that, that my clients definitely tend to, to ask me about it. Um, you, you do have to be careful about getting from, from certain points because um, – you can't necessarily go from point A to point C and then think that you can get back to point B. It 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 can get a a, a little bit um uh you have, you have to kind of know the territory that you're going to a, a little bit and again that's where your travel professional your travel agent is gonna is gonna know that kind of stuff so that you know what you can and can't do as far as going to the different um. Uh, train stations them, themselves. Because it's not like a cruise in the sense, I mean, it's a cruise a little bit in the sense of, you know, how things are included, but not in the sense that it's a round trip type destination. Correct. Right. Okay. Yes. 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 There are just some times where you have to go from A to B and B to C in order to get to D and E. Some folks like to kind of go a la carte and go from here to here and here. And with train, you don't have that that flexibility. Yeah, we have to go where the tracks are laid. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> and yeah. it, 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 we're making light of it, but it, it is it is a consideration because you know you 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 do have clients that that want to be able to pick and choose how they get to and from whatever they want to do, and of course, obviously, you know. There, there are. You can't just roll through 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 the territory. You you have to go with with where the tracks go and with with how they send the train. So, um, it's not like certain parts of America where every single day at a certain places there are five trains that that roll through. How are you booking it? And do you ever do um, the the you know, the, maybe one of the cruise connections. Absolutely can. You can go ahead and arrange a, a, a cruise and, and the train. In the, and in fact, that is the most popular way that folks do the train is, is they'll go do the, they'll do the cruise, get off the cruise and then do the train on, on the way back. So, um, and then there's, there's, there are folks that, that will cruise right into um, right into the port in, in Alaska and then take the, the, the train right over to, um, Denali. 
Mm-hmm. So th- there, there's that option too. That it, it just depends on, on, um, on what you're looking to do and how long, how long you're looking to do it. Cause it's slower so you, travel. Correct. So, so you need some time. So you recommend this for, a, what I want to say, a more mature demographic? I think so, yes. Gotcha. I, th- I think that, 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 Rail tends to be appreciated by by folks who who enjoy just taking things a little bit slower is 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 I, I think a, a great way of, of describing it. Um, you know, I, as I've talked in general to you know to, to different gatherings, it does seem like like rail travel tends to appeal more towards the the folks that just enjoy watching the scenery go by. Does that make sense? Yeah, and I like I was talking to John about in the next segment that's coming up, that when you're driving through the Rockies or you're driving to your destination as a couple, one of you has to watch the road. One of you has to yes. has to, you know, be mindful of directions, whereas on a train, it looks like the Rocky Mountaineer can get up to forty five miles per hour. Which is fast, but it's not so fast that you can't, as a couple, observe and enjoy it together. Or as opposed to when you're driving, you know, yes. you either have to pull over or uh, you missed it. So, and um, I tell folks that that you know, my you know, my mother was living out in California, and she tells me that the greatest train trip she ever took was the the the, the train trip from San Francisco down to Los Angeles because you had the ocean on one side and you had the, you had the mountains on the other. So you, you, you can't beat that. Yeah. And again, if you're driving in LA, you just want to kill yourself, but you could be on the train <laughs> instead. I don't know if you definitely. feel that way driving through LA, but I definitely have felt that way driving through LA. <laughs> <laughs> My first time driving in LA, I couldn't actually believe it. They had exits every quarter of a mile. That's every great, quarter though. of a mile. See, that's that's something that doesn't happen here. Like, I missed two exits in a row here because of screaming children and the GPS didn't update. And mm. so, two exits here. They're ten miles a piece. Ten miles. <laughs> yes. so it took me like another forty minutes to get back to yes. where I made the error. So. Anywho, the quarter mile is pretty good. So sorry, LA, for you know bashing your traffic, but y'all know it's true. <laughs> well, Adam, um, we are going to have a next segment um, with John McGonigal from Go Away Travel, which is a resource that travel agents like to use for their clients. Um, he and I talked about some of their destinations. You use their products. Um, uh, you're going to be a resource on the episode for that. Um, is there anything you want to say about Goway's products and their rail travel? Oh my goodness, they, they their rail options are so numerous. Yeah. They they focus on four different different continents, um, and and they specialize so much on Southern Africa and and Australia. If 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 that's where you want to go, I would definitely recommend. Um, you know, using GoAway and, and their rail service, no question. Yeah, and they can, we'll put your contact information and they can use you as a resource for that too. 
Adam, would you be able to tell us a great success story, a funny story, or a situation that went slightly awry but that you were able to triumph in for your clients? I do. Um, it was a few years ago. I had um, I had booked somebody to uh, it was a, a, a grand grandparents with their seven year old child at Disney World, and they happened to be checking in on my wedding day. Oh, and it no. turns turns <laughs> turns out that they're. There, because of of snow, their flight was canceled. Hmm. Um, so, of course, on my wedding day, my client's contacting me, you know, wondering what's going to happen. And this is something I I, I learned early in the, in the process. You have to you have to bring your client's information with you because you never know what's going to happen. It's true. So, um. You know, I had to smooth it over and buy my wife a couple more drinks, but but she married the day you, right? Out. So that's all. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she did. <laughs> uh, and and you're still selling travel, so it didn't end too badly. Yes. Well, I think that is a celebration. That's good. That's good. Well, Adam, I have one more question on the show. We like to talk about our best meal experiences because. I think that dining is part of travel, is part of experiencing the culture, and uh, both domestically and internationally. And sometimes meals are good, sometimes they're a flop, and sometimes they're memorable for reasons other than it being excellent. Do you have a story of a best or most memorable meal to share with us? My most memorable meals have have always been... Um, you know, over at Walt Disney World, on uh, we went to a, to Walt Disney World for my honeymoon, and mm-hmm. and and we had our honeymoon dinner over at um, uh, California Grill over at the Contemporary Resort, and um, it was just a, an amazing experience that that we'll both remember for the rest of our lives. You know, a lot of people have actually said Disney for their memorable meal. Um, did you hear the episode with Dr. Jeff Barnes? He actually does have a doctorate. He's, we call him Dr. Disneyland because of his book and his, <laughs> and his, he teaches a course on Disneyland at, um, what is it? Um, California Baptist University, I think. He, okay. he actually teaches a class on Disneyland, the history of. And he takes his students every summer to both Disneyland and Disney World, and they get just the best, basically, U.S. history lesson because it brings in everything from the 1950s through, you know, it's it's right. even, or even earlier than that. But um, anyway, he he talks about that all the time. And one of his best meals was was at the California Grill. So if you if you haven't heard that book, heard the episode it's a good one he, his book is also really great if you like to visit disneyland um, especially since you work there it might be interesting for you to read and he's just <laughs> always there so maybe you guys can like meet up and give a high five so <laughs> okay well adam um there's this is the part of the podcast where if you want to you can ask me any question i will do my best to answer um it can be about life life in England, travel, whatever you like. I've done a lot of question asking, so you may ask me a question if you have one. 
if you could have anything permanently transported from America to have access to, mm. what what would you have? That's really funny. Um, someone just asked me for my shopping list this week, and. <laughs> Uh, I, okay, so I don't have a long shopping list because you can get a lot of things here. But what I really would like is Mexican food. So I actually made some last night. Um, my husband's uh, family lineage, they, they are, um, on his father's side, uh, Mexican. And they, when his aunts cook, it's just amazing. And my parents' hometown, which is actually in Pennsylvania, has a large Mexican population and the Mexican food is so good. And we've lived in the Southwest a number of times. And so, it's just something that's part of our American culture that we really enjoy. And like, you cannot get a margarita here. You cannot get a taco. Um, and this is so shameful, but I love Taco Bell. I just, and my husband's like, it's so gross. I'm like, I, I know that it's probably not even real meat, but I love it. <laughs> um, so really like Mexican food. Cause I just ate a new restaurant in town because I just, my husband was out of town. The kids were being ornery. The house was a mess. And I was like, we're going out to eat. I was like, and we are getting Mexican food because that's what I've been craving. <laughs> and we were there and there was a frozen slushy machine going and it, it wasn't, it was said, you know, whatever percentage alcohol. And I was, and I started like salivating. I'm like, yes, yeah, salt on the rim margarita. And I was like, um, I'd like a margarita and a burrito, whatever. They're like, oh, it's pina colada. And I was like, no. So, um, and then after that, I proceeded to like almost die from food poisoning, um, to the point where the kids did not go to school the next day until my husband got off his flight in London and made it back here to take them to school because I was that sick. So, mm. um, what I would like is access to Mexican food. So if anyone hearing this mm. has, has a resource that I am unaware of in Oxford <laughs> I w- or, or in this country in general, I would love it. So there you go. Um, that's, or, or my family. I should have probably said my family. Sorry, mom and mother-in-law. I know you guys <laughs> listen regularly. <laughs> I would love to have access to you. I'd also love Mexican food. So. There you go. Well, thanks for participating in that. That's a good question. You're welcome. Um, is there anything else you would like to mention before I, we close the podcast? Would you like to tell people how they can contact you? I'm going to put uh, whatever links you'd like me to on your guest page. Absolutely. Um, I've got um, email that you can contact me at. I've got a, got a phone number. Folks can, can call and talk to me. I, I actually love talking with with my clients it's it's i know it's old-fashioned but no, but good. for me it's, it's it's the greatest way that you, you can get get um get to know each other and get to understand each other so so um absolutely um both both my phone number and and uh and email uh did you want me to go ahead and recite that or or no, I'll just put a link on the page and the, they'll just send the email. They'll click the email and I'll just bring it right up on their phone okay, or computer. Great. That's no problem. Um, We'd and, love to hear from folks. And you have a website that's in the works, so we won't put that up yet. But when it's ready, yeah. let us know yeah. and we'll get that updated. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, wonderful. Well, Adam, thank you so much for being on the show and talking rail travel with us. And You're um, very welcome. Yeah, and uh, again... Um, if you're someone who's interested in rail, Adam's available to talk and or email. 
And until next week, this is Megan Chapa of the Travel Agent Interview saying good night.